As part of Governor Hochul's focus on mental health in her 2023 State of the State address, certain community hospitals in New York were directed to restore 850 inpatient psychiatric beds around the state that were diverted away from mental health services. The directive came with the possibility of financial penalties for community hospitals that didn't comply, and the Hochul administration appears to have begun following through on that threat, according to reporting by Politico New York's Maya Kaufman, who joins us now to discuss this mental health campaign and how it's being implemented by the state. Welcome back to the show, Maya. Thanks so much for having me. Well, what was the origin of this effort by Governor Hochul to address the state's mental health services capacity? And did it start with the state of the state address in 2023? Or does the Hochul administration's campaign uh, predate 2023? Yeah, it actually predates that. Basically, what happened was there had been a lot of attention to beds that had been repurposed during the COVID pandemic at hospitals. Often a lot of these were were psychiatric beds and had never shifted back. So there was some pressure from healthcare workers and unions to basically get these beds back online because we've seen research that inpatient psychiatric beds aren't as profitable for hospitals as other types of beds. And so the concern from people who pushed for this kind of initiative was that hospitals basically were going to use the pandemic as a way to permanently take these beds and units offline and convert them to other use since they didn't have to go through the same kind of process of getting approval to do that kind of change during the pandemic, given the emergency situation. So the governor responded to that by basically saying, You've got to reopen the beds that were closed during the pandemic. And she pledged rate increases for the beds as a financial incentive for hospitals to do that. But then we didn't really see much movement. So basically, the beginning of this year, the governor said, all right, we didn't see as much progress as we had hoped. So now you have to reopen these. Otherwise, you could be fined. How common is it for the state to actually utilize the stick in the carrot and stick approach uh, that you just sort of mentioned? I haven't seen very much of it in recent years. So one of the questions that I had that other onlookers had was, is the state actually going to follow through on this threat essentially and actually find hospitals Or are hospitals going to submit plans and say they're working on it and the state takes that as enough of a response and doesn't really do any kind of enforcement? So the fact that we've seen one pretty substantial fine suggests that the state is really serious about cracking down on this, but... That's just one fine. It's possible that's a show of force. We don't see other things like that following it. It's You can't really draw too much of a conclusion on just that one instance. Well, yeah, I want to get into the experience of the Rochester Regional Health System. But, but first, let's rewind a little bit. What was the timeline hospitals had as part of this uh, early 2023 directive from the Hochul administration to, to make the, the transition? For example, was there an expectation that uh, beds would be 
online ASAP? Was there some sort of gradual phase-in that was uh, approved? Was it going to be some sort of case-by-case basis? What did the state envision here? So what the state did is they sent a letter around hospitals at the beginning of the year saying that they had to send the state a plan for bringing all of their offline psychiatric beds back online by a date in February and then implement it by April 1st. And so hospitals submitted those plans. Uh, We actually obtained copies of those plans at Politico and did some reporting based on that. And the idea, again, was they were supposed to implement it by April 1st, and the budget included provisions to enable the state to issue fines to hospitals. And there seems to have been a kind of delayed timeline, in a sense. There, We did reporting showing that hospitals weren't going to have all of the 850 beds online by April 1st. And it seems like the state took some of the plans that it received saying, well, we'll restore them, but here's why it's going to take a little bit longer and it might take till the end of the year. And the state kind of took that as a victory and seemed to consider that as compliant with their directive, even though it didn't really follow the original timeline. So we've seen a lot of the state touting we're going to have this many beds back online by the end of the year, meaning just in a couple of weeks. Um, so the the goalpost shift shifted a bit, but that was the rough timeline. And so what I'm curious and continuing to report on is were hospitals basically given different standards where some said end of this year and that was okay with the state and maybe some had a plan, but it wasn't quite the timeline the state wanted. And then that's where they got in a little bit of trouble. So that's one of the things that I'm continuing to report on. Well, before we move on, let me reintroduce you for listeners just joining us. Uh, This is the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with Politico New York healthcare reporter Maya Kaufman, who's reported on the state levying a nearly $1 million fine against the Rochester Regional Health System for failing to comply with the directive from the governor's office to reopen psychiatric beds at community hospitals around the state. Let's turn to the Rochester Regional Health System's experience. Were they fined for not having their beds opened in the fall? Or were they fined for, I guess, not living up to their plan? Or were they fined for the contents of their plan? Basically, what happened there is state regulators said that Rochester Regional Health would be subject to pay a $925,000 penalty for essentially not submitting a sufficiently detailed plan with a clear timeline for restoring the beds. So they did submit a plan, but it wasn't to the state's satisfaction. Mm. So they determined that they had to be fined. And so this was a case where, yes, the beds weren't returned to operation, but the problem was the state in its words, felt that they didn't do a sufficiently good job of explaining how they were going to get them back online and exactly under what timeline. So they said, because of that, that constitutes an effective closure of 
these beds and termination of services without required approvals. So there is a process for appealing that and, and you know, arguing against that. And the hospital has indicated that they're doing that and said that they sent the state a detailed plan. And there has been correspondence back and forth between the hospital and state regulators, but that apparently wasn't enough for the Office of Mental Health. And what did the Rochester Regional Health System say about actually accomplishing the goal of restoring uh, the beds that have gone offline? Do they view this as something that can be easily accomplished or or do they view this as a pretty heavy lift that's going to take more than just uh, an increase in Medicaid reimbursement rates uh, like the state did back in 2022? So like a lot of the hospitals that submitted this plan, Rochester Regional Health's take was that they submitted a detailed plan, but it still requires significant renovation and construction to restore the beds because there are pretty strict state and federal requirements for inpatient psychiatric units. And as we had reported earlier in the year about some of the reopening plans, this has been a pattern with a lot of the hospitals where they converted beds to general medical and surgical units during the pandemic and then needed to spend time and money reconfiguring areas because when you've got an inpatient psychiatric unit, one of the principal concerns is you have to address anything that could be a quote-unquote ligature risk to psychiatric patients, meaning portions of the facility that a patient could use to hang or strangle themselves. And so when you're repurposing the units, you to bring it back to compliance for an inpatient psychiatric unit, you really have to go through the entire unit and check that all the equipment and the rooms and the setups are in compliance with the regulations on that. So that's something that Rochester talked about, but certainly they're not the only ones that reported this and they're reopening plans to the state. Has the state explained to you why they've chosen to for lack of a better word, make an example of the Rochester Regional Health System? Because like you've talked about earlier, not all of the hospitals are at least fully in compliance with bringing beds back online. So have they articulated, at least to your satisfaction, why Rochester is getting singled out, so to speak? It's not yet entirely clear to me because, again, we've seen other hospital systems say, sorry, we're not going to meet that April 1st deadline. They didn't meet the April 1st deadline, but here's the work that we're doing. And that's been satisfactory in some cases. And in Rochester's case, it wasn't. So that's something that I'm still exploring because despite the timeline that the state laid out, we're basically on track to have about 500 of the 850 total offline beds back online by the end of this year. So that allows for hospitals running those remaining 350 or so beds. You know, it's unclear for them why Rochester might have been the example, so to speak, and the other ones submitted plans to the state satisfaction. And all of that is subject to internal correspondence. It's not like the hospital submit a plan and then the state says yay or nay to it. There's an ongoing dialogue So there's potentially a lot of give and take before the time when a fine might be put on the table. But that's something that I'm continuing to explore and see if 
there are other hospitals that were in a similar boat, but for some reason didn't get penalized or uh, if the state is continuing to maybe move down that route with other hospitals. Well, as you mentioned at the start of our conversation, the state is loath to exercise its ability to impose financial penalties, at least in the past, for uh, healthcare facilities and operations that have not met certain rules and regulations. So do you think the state, at the end of the day, will end up collecting this nearly $1 million penalty, or will they end up uh, you know, letting the Rochester system uh, avoid making payments by uh, complying with uh, their initial complaints? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I, I'm certainly skeptical, especially with all we've heard from hospitals and the broader healthcare industry about financial struggles. And they've been asking the state for more money through Medicaid and, and through other funding channels. Politically, it could be tough for the state to actually collect on this fine, given everything that's going on in the industry and all of the things that they're asking for with the upcoming budget. Certainly, they're trying to make an example out of Rochester here and show that they meant business. So perhaps it did what the state was intending. We'll see. I'll continue to follow up and and see if the hospital has to pay up. But certainly, they're fighting that and going to try everything that they can to not have to pay that fine. We've been speaking with Politico New York healthcare reporter Maya Kaufman. Maya, thank you so much for making the time and uh, congrats on the great reporting. Thanks so much for having me. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information. Join us again for Capitol Press Room a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.